I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hello and welcome to Not The Weekend podcast. Um... I'm Frank Skinner. This is all to do with Absolute Radio. <laughs> um, Emily is here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. All Likewise, right. Gareth. Oh, yeah. I'm so not the weekend Gareth. So uh, the, crowd's, uh, the crowd's all assembled. Wednesday morning. Oh, sounded slightly limp this week, I thought. Yeah. How can it sound different when it's recorded? No. Never mind. So, Gareth, uh, you, you were something you were going to tell us. You've been holding back. Yeah, so I was. I'd rather find out things on air, wouldn't you? Yes. I, d- I don't really want any conversations oh, off no. air anymore. I don't want to have anyone. a relationship with you off air. <laughs> no, no. It's a waste. Yeah, it's a waste. We should have. I tape all my conversations. <laughs> oh, are um, you? Are you Sarah Ferguson? <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, le- let's imagine that I'm the fake. So let's shank. play. You if want I- to play? We'll play. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the fa- <laughs> is that what she says? She said it in, and she obviously assumed because Mazir Mahmood, she obviously thought, oh, he's foreign, so I'll speak very slowly. Never mind the fact that he spoke better English than her. <laughs> so she went, you give me the money, wire transfer, you say we play, he play. Okay? <laughs> is that what she, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I've heard it so many times. So he's not, he's, he's the fake shape, but he wasn't, he wasn't in costume. He doesn't always dress up as the fake shape. That's one of his many characters. He's a man of a thousand faces. So he, wow. well, I, I thought he was. I mean, I thought the fake shake that was be a shake. Yeah, I mean, you can't be the fake <laughs> shake and not be a shake. He was so fake, he wasn't even a shake. <laughs> That's what the headline should have been. Well, um, they could have called the story of the two of them together shake and vacuous. Oh, that well, would have been I mean, that good. just came to me in a blinding. <laughs> I'm actually pro. Oh, sorry, we'll come to your moment mm, in a minute. Yeah. I, I'm actually pro. Um, Sarah Ferguson. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're a professional Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was me. I set the whole... Me and the fake shake. It was, we don't need her for this. I'll, I'll play the part of Sarah. <laughs> for this uh, video, Frank Skinner will be playing the part of Sarah Ferguson. No, I, um, I sort of like her. I think she... Um, if she'd have died in a car crash, she'd be the popular one that people really liked. But she's lived. Mm. And in order to continue, she's had to make money, and that people can't forgive her for mm. that. She's she- like the Paul McCartney of the royals. No, that's not, that's not just. I won't have that, that said. Okay. <laughs> but she, she didn't get a good enough divorce settlement. That was her problem. It's 15 so grand a year is what she got. Oh, dear. 15 grand a year. No wonder she's having to sell whatever Prince Andrew does. I mean, it's not a proper job that he does, is he? Because well, around talking about ambassador? business trade ambassador. They've said, Andrew, you've got a fat head. We don't <laughs> have a military cap that'll fit you anymore, so you've got to leave the Navy. Go and talk to some people abroad about sort of fact stuff, and we'll say you're an ambassador of business. He does nothing. He's an envoy. Trade envoy. According to Sarah Ferguson, he is the Prince of England. Well, he is the (laughs) Prince of England, but he's the kind of prince that nobody is quite, whether he's Edward or not, he's that. They're interchangeable. Mm. I mean, it all made sense to me. If it costs 500 grand to see him, I wondered, that's why we haven't seen him for the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's a sort of undercover prince. If anyone wasted the opportunity that's thrown up by being a prince, it's (laughs) It's him. It's him. 
He could have. Though he did go it's, out with Kustark. Oh, yeah. It's because younger models keep coming out. Can't complete with the Harrys and the Williams. And the no, Williams. that's right. He's been he's been left by the way. Anyway, I, uh, so I I was at Peckham Rye Station. Oh, we've moved on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> is there more? No. I um I was I was getting a lift with a very nice comedian called um, Mike Belgrave, who is a lovely man, but he left me a very strange voicemail message mm. saying, "Got to meet me at Peckham Rye Station." Right, and in in the ticket office, I can't say this enough. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to get a bit angry on the phone, but um, I, I've just had it so much with comedians. People wander <gasps> off, and if you're going to be late, can you can you please tell me you're going to be late? You know, I don't mind you being late, but can you please just tell me you're being late? And he I was sounds like, an awful I'm, friend. I'm, I'm loving this performance. <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like I'm there on the phone. I mean, this is not yeah. an anecdote. This this is this is a play. This is not it's just anecdote. This play. is an M and S anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, and uh, I've met before i know he's a lovely man so it was i'll um, put that in as in case he's listening <laughs> no but I, he sounds quite highly I strong would have been, if you ask i would me. have been terrified but no he was lovely and he gave me a lift all the way to norwich but while i was waiting for him at peckham rye station i had a very scary moment where three youths came in oh, oh. hooded you no they weren't wearing hoods okay um, one of them was sort of wearing a uniform of some sort under That was a, a policeman, top. Gareth. <laughs> no, he was... Um, <laughs> wearing a, a uniform <laughs> under his so clothes. young nowadays. <laughs> um, sort of like he works in a shop or something, because he had a name badge and sort of a, a nondescript check shirt. But under his top. So like, yeah, so like he works at Curry's, yeah. but he's off duty. And um, I was just standing in the middle of the ticket office, like I've been told. Yeah. And, um, and sort of there's three of them, and they sort of, you know, clock me and sort of... We're aware, you know, when you're aware. What do you mean they clocked you? What they're going to ask you out? <laughs> no, I don't know what oh. it was. Well, then, well, did they recognise you? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I thought I'd, you know, I'll yeah. pretend that that could <laughs> <Yeah>. be possible. <laughs> Look at his little face lit up there. Oh, it was like Fergie with the so money. They <laughs> recognised the silence. Were you? Thought, were I recognised that silence. Were you edgy? <laughs> I wasn't. I don't think I was there. I got edgier because what happened is they they were there and they sort of we were we were all kind of a shared a look so we knew each other were there and then one of them came over and sort of stood behind me oh. so they sort of had me surrounded was this the one with the name badge? it was the one with the name badge who, who was he i don't know who you didn't he read was. his name badge. no i didn't see really i'd have thought I'm, I'm at least going to get his name that might come in handy <laughs> did it yeah. say happy to hell on the <laughs> no, name it badge? Didn't. i don't think so he oh. didn't do that thing when he knelt down behind you and another one come <laughs> over and push you over <laughs> well that's a bit what i was worried about <laughs> yeah and they were kind of all aware that would i would have been hard <laughs> your, your head is in the concrete at peckham <laughs> rye station that man arriving and saying more oh, comedians are all the I knew this would happen. They're always in a pool of blood when I get here. <laughs> so tell us what happened. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, well, so I'm it was the edge. weird where they seem to have me, and they were all kind of... I'm not central on my seat anyway, let's yeah. just say that. I don't want to exaggerate. Because if you can tell if people are sort of aware of your presence. They were very I aware I was can. there for some reason. Do you think they were very aware you were there? <laughs> well, they were all kind of like looking at me, but not talking to well, me. Would you expect but then, them to look through you? Or looking, no, but you know when, when someone for some reason is aware you're there? Anyway, so what happened is this man had come and stood behind me and I realised he thought I was in a queue for a ticket machine. But I was just standing in the middle of the ticket office and he joined the queue. I was just standing there. You thought there was some incident. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know Raymond Blanc wasn't involved in this. I'm starting to think that this tune can fit any Gareth Dote. Peckham Rye you're playing it for. A a any meandering tale <laughs> that leaves... Because I, I don't have um, Road to Nowhere at my fingertips. <laughs> 
by not, talking heads. Not feel satisfied by that. Well, <laughs> well I'm glad you weren't um, threatened. Yeah, anyway. no, it was fine. Frank, and then it was. Yeah, there's but, nothing know, wrong with we, an anecdote. The, the punchline is, and I was in the queue for the ticket office. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm happy with that. Peckham Rye Gazette, man involved in queue. <laughs> Man yeah, cues. That is a headline down those parts. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not. I'm not queuing. Oh, right. yeah, cool. Sorry. So, yeah, uh, so they went. But so that's like, why they. That's why they're all looking at me. I like. You no, know, I thought nice... they were going to stab me, but they didn't. Yeah. Well, I like a nice <laughs> youth story, and I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. there was no stabbing involved. So do I. Yeah, that'll be. That, that they're not my favourite anecdotes. Mm. Although it would have provided some catharsis at least. <laughs> Well, I did once get stabbed in Sheffield, and I thought, this hurts, but at least I'm helping local industry. <laughs> oh, so, you know, there's a, there's a, I like to look at the bright side in, in things, I must say. Now, I'll tell you what I thought was, um, was very interesting. I read, I'll be honest with you, I read the Daily Mail this week. I'm not proud of that. But there was, mm-hmm. a, there was a thing about Yvonne Keating, Ronan oh, Keating's yes. wife. And um, it was talking about uh, what she's been wearing since mm. she's been... Um, wronged. Cheat- yeah, wronged. Mm. In fact, they called it um, WWA, Wronged Woman Apparel. Oh, I like it. It's one for me. And they talked about, uh, I've written this down, uh, a heartbreak chic. Yes. That's what she went for. um, She went for understated classics, clean neutrals and traditional lines. She did. (laughs) And it says a lot of women, when they get wronged publicly, they do the um, look what he's missing yeah. Thing when they were. I call that, yeah, that's a kind of defiant chic. That's yeah. look what you could have won, elegance. Yeah, but see, I, I don't buy the um, look what he's missing. Because I think no. if a bloke's been with a woman as long as he's been with his wife, he's probably, that's not what he'd be missing about her. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? He'd be missing her, her inner beauty, not But her hers is more a public stomach. display for others, isn't it? Is that what it is? Like yes. some sort of peacock? Yes. Like <laughs> a peacock. That well, that's the trouble, is that when, when you're you know, in a situation like Yvonne, what you really want to do is spend three days in your tracksuit bottoms and your fall T-shirt. Mm. Um, but you can't really do that when you're going to be photographed yeah. every day. Showing you're not wearing falling apart clothes. Yeah. Well, I liked what Jerry Halliwell did when mm. um, she got dumped by um, Chris Evans. She um, lay in bed all day crying, and then mm. when it got dark, she went to the 24-hour garage and bought about... Forty pounds worth of sweets. Then she ate them for twenty-four hours. Then went back to the all-night garage and did that for about four days. I think if you're going to get dumped, go for it. You yeah, know. yeah. And don't, wallow in it. Don't wear traditional lines. And I mean, just absolutely. Bra- I wallow in it. On the occasions I've been dumped, I can't. What I hate most of all, I will not be dumped in the summer. No. <laughs> oh, that's terrible, Frank. Because you can't look like a lonely, desolate figure in a flip-flop. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I need an upturned collar on my overcoat. I need to be walking right. against the wind, feeling like a deserted, lonely character. Mm. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you can't go out in shorts when you're heartbroken. It's not possible, so... I hate it when you're dumped and when the sympathy goes. Because you're, you're, you have about two weeks, I think, during which everyone's really nice to you. You can talk about it till the cows come home. Well, it's home. a great story, a being dumped story. Yeah. I, I mean, I love uh, listening to a friend's broken-hearted being dumped story. They've got, you know, they've got anguish. Yeah. People, I'm, I'm in love and everything's going great. It's the dullest story you could ever <laughs> listen to. But I've been mistreated. He was with my sister in my own house. 
I mean, I pull up a comfortable <laughs> I told chair. you not to mention that on the radio, oh, Frank. I want popcorn when my friends are telling me those stories. Actually, Frank, you're very good. You've, you've given me very good advice in the past. Frank said two good things to me, which all stuck in my mind. Mm. Once you said to me, I was talking and talking and talking, as you do, and you said... Yeah, you'll feel a bit like the ancient mariner with the need to tell your tale constantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I loved. Well, that's, I think you have to keep telling your tale until you're bored with it, and then yeah. you know you're getting over it. That's my theory. And then you said something else which I really liked. Which is, I was in, my girlfriends and I call it the incident room, which is you go to the incident room, and when you're in there, you don't judge, you just, all you do is analyse. So, again, you're allowed to be in there for about two weeks until everyone starts getting bored. Hmm. Um, and I was still in the incident room in one occasion and I was overanalyzing and then I started saying, but then I think I know what happened. I think this happened and I think that happened and there must have been a phone call. And you went, OK, you've moved on to the forensic stage. That's progress. <laughs> well, that is, that's when <laughs> that's people good. say, oh, so when he said that, yeah. he probably met, of course, he'd probably seen her that day. And that coat, that coat that he said belonged <laughs> yeah. to his mother, then you are, you're Colombo then. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, that's good. That's, you should set up an incident room for those yeah. situations. So you have a whiteboard and you have all pictures and you can oh, like, we make do, my lists friend. of all... Have you ever been to like, um, only, um Only when I was very young, like How old? school. Sort no, of I like. don't. I don't mean in a waste bin by your parents. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a handbag. I'm talking romantically now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was dumped by Beth and Jacket when I was about um, eleven. Beth and Jacket. Yeah, yeah. What sort of a person is she? Beth jacket from Leicester. Hold on, was she actually a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was a potato. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I can imagine you dating a jacket in your teenage years. I just I, I would not find that unbelievable. She used to say you were having me on. No, and I I was very affected by it, and I sh- I was but and I'd seen in films, you? you know how people drink a lot in how films. Old were you? How old were you? I was I reckon I must have been. I went up to sort of year nine, so that's about thirteen. So I must have been about eleven. I'm sorry, ten, that doesn't count. No, no, I think you can you can have your heart broken at eleven. You know how people yeah. drink a lot in films. Yeah. Well, not just in films, Frank, but that's another story. Yeah. Yes. So um, I used to drink. Well, a lot. but I don't think you can. No, not. I, I'll take that. But I don't think you can have your heart broken at eleven. I think no. one's heart at eleven is a bit like the bones of a child. They've got that robberiness about them, so they don't. They don't yeah. go easy. No, I wouldn't say she broke my heart. I was just going through the motions. I was trying to, you know, you try and act like you think you're supposed to act. Mm. So what I did is I went to the school canteen and I lined up a big tray of cups of orange juice, <laughs> and I drank my way through all of them. You're joking. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Sat at the, t- the school dining table. Like, I love that girl. Oh, hunched <laughs> over the table like a yeah. drunk in a bottle. Did you <laughs> yeah. really do yeah. that? Lined up a big load That's of... Fabulous. <laughs> I think you can, you can combat, yeah. combat heartbreak with vitamin C. Mm. You've probably seen JR that. doing it with whiskey or something on Dallas. You thought that's <laughs> yeah, what you did. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I did. That's, mm. I, I listen to Roy Orbison tracks whenever I've been dumped. You know, yeah. only the lonely Aww. and all that. I absolutely... I think you've got to make the most of it. I really try and make myself cry. You've got to have a good wallow, <laughs> and then you feel better the other side. Yeah, well, you just don't want to miss your moment. No, but I, that's what I was saying. I hate it when people start tiring of you. So they'll give you about two to three weeks where it's all about you, and you can be a complete egomaniac, and I love that phase. And mm. then you know that moment when you just you realise they're tiring, mm. and, they, and they go... The friends who used to say, oh, I know, I know, start going... Yeah, anyway, I'm as in that film. Oh, uh, God, yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> no, you have to... Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to get out early. <laughs> Always leave them wanting more, I say, Frank. Yeah, totally. But I think it's ridiculous, this thing of... because It's because this um, lady... What's her name? Sharon? Is it Sharon Keating? 
Yvonne. Sorry, I Yvonne. don't understand Yvonne. your Esperanto. Yvonne. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, um, they're reading her clothes and she's not making any statements so they're trying to read what she's thinking by it's like how they used to read the entrails in roman times trying to discern what's happening from random events and it doesn't mean anything she knows what she's doing when she walks out you of reckon house. no yeah i, I think do. they should actually read entrails <laughs> i think they should cut them open a pigeon and say this is what yvonne keating's thinking okay <laughs> the liver being there means she's um remember you heard it here first <laughs> I mean, just bear in mind, I was in Birdland just, you know, <laughs> last week. I, you can be a bit more sensitive. <laughs> Speaking of my week off, I, mm. I told you one I never, I never told you. Me and, me and my girlfriend were, we went for a Ron. Mm. Yes. Oh, that's quite romantic. Well, kind of, but we got into a field and we got over this fence and I saw these cows there. Oh, and yeah. And I thought, well, cows are docile animals. Mm. As I got nearer, I, I, I was looking for odders. There were, there were. As no. you so often are. Yeah. There weren't any others. There were no others. Yeah. It's just alone. Yeah. And I realised I was in a field with, with bulls. <gasps> they were, th- I mean, I said to Kat, don't worry, they're bullocks, which is young bulls. I have no idea if that's the term for young bulls mm. at all, but I'm just trying to calm her down. Because I said, you have, don't show them any fear. Yeah. So I just ran sort of straight at them and they weren't moving at all. <gasps> and I started running in a very sort of. <laughs> emphasise way I started lifting my <laughs> knees and really pumping my elbows running like somebody from a strange cartoon and I thought they'll be alarmed they still hadn't moved <laughs> Kath was saying I'm genuinely frightened now I mean like I'm really properly <laughs> properly frightened they're not going to move well, I think we'll get killed so I could hear all that and I for some reason I started singing um, the George Formby song Grandad's Flannelette Nightshirt mm. So I I ran at them well, going... Well, you've lost your mind at this point. Yeah, clearly. no, I thought you've got to look so you don't care. So I ran at these balls going, Now in our family we've got an heirloom. They handed it to me a year ago. And um, at the very last second, I was running straight at this ball. I could feel its hot <gasps> nostril breath on my forearms. Oh, I hate that. And at the last minute, it did indeed run away. Did it? I've oh, said indeed now, which is what people always say on mm. terrible interviews. On Frank, the it walked, it went off. You know, that, you know, I'm telling you when they say to someone, so you've built this <laughs> uh, this Noah's Ark out of matches, and they say, the vocal says, I have indeed. <laughs> I, hate I hate it when they do that. And it's always to people like Peter Purvis, they say it to. Yeah, but don't ever say indeed. I'm, I'm against it. I heard, a, I heard that Noddy Older advert on Absolute Radio when he says, um, he said, my dulcet tones. And I think oh, if I hear no. anyone say dulcet tones, I think they should yeah. be put down by injection. Oh. And I love Noddy Alder. They <laughs> should be destroyed at birth along with Mick Hucknall. You should. So, um... <laughs> We've got, um... I thought got, about uh, punching one in the nose. You know, that's what you're supposed to do with sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't do that. I thought if it doesn't move, <laughs> I'm going to give it a real right... I'd, I'd worked out the punch, I thought, like an uppercut. Right on the end of the nose, and then yeah. see how it goes. Have you ever met anyone who's actually punched a shark on the nose, though? I'm sure it doesn't work. I, a mate of mine was a gas fitter <laughs> in the West Midlands, and uh, he was at this house with this young apprentice he got, who was about 16, mm. and this very large Alsatian came into the room. They didn't know it was in the house, and the, the, there was no-one else in the house except then the, the woman had gone out, and the dog stood next to them and started going... <laughs> and doing that thing when they turn their mouth up and showing oh, their I teeth. Oh, I hate that, the teeth. So they were both terrified. And the, the, the apprentice in particular, and the apprentice said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit him across the nose with the hammer. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> my mate said to him, 
you better make it a good one. <laughs> he said, I'm telling you, you better kill him. Because if you just give him a nasty rap, he'll rip you to pieces. Happily, the wow. woman came home in time. But, you know, worth knowing if, you're, if you approach. Mm. Another odd thing happened. I went into a small church. Oh, yeah. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a village called um, Hampnet. Oh, what and a I, great name. I like it. Yeah, and I like, I like nipping into uh, churches when I'm out mm. in the countryside. But I tell you what, I've, I've discovered about myself. When, it, when I'm in there and it's empty, so you can really wander around there and explore... I always go into the pulpit. Oh, do you? And I, I feel so at home in the pulpit. I look out at where the congregation would be, and I really, I think now it might just be because I'm used to being like you know on stage. I think it's the performer in you, maybe. But maybe I was born to be a a, a preacher of some. Of some description. Well, we've got that? someone in the organisation who has connections <laughs> in that area. I'm yeah. just saying. Have you ever preached, well, Gareth? Um, yeah. You've done. You've been up there I've in done the pulpit. Preaching, yeah. What did you preach? Um, a, a, a number of things. Mm. I used to be. Um, I used to be president of the Royal Holloway CU, the Christian Union at Royal Holloway. I was the president. At what my the university. women's prison? What you noticed? You were clean shaven in those um, days. Well, so, so, so you've preached a lot. Yeah, and and yeah. can you see the uh, the appeal? Yeah. No. I mean, it's basically it's basically the same. The same thing as doing stand-up. It's very, very similar. Is it? Yeah. You'd be a great preacher. I'm, I'm thinking I might... Could you just turn up one week and say, do an open spot? You know, I'll just do five minutes. Yeah. Well, no, uh, that's the thing, is that it's not really a meritocracy. That's the lovely thing about stand-up, is that you can go and have a go, and if you make people laugh, they let, they let you do it, whereas it's a bit hierarchical, the, more hierarchical, the church. Oh, yeah, not have a try. I couldn't turn up at a Catholic church and say, oh, do mind if I did the sermon this week, Father? Yeah. No. There's less, Can you do a there's type le- five? There's less leeway to get it wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing it on the topic of <laughs> Lou Reed. The life of Lou Reed. Is that all right? Jesus. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't know what the congregation. Well, what are you talking about, Lou Reed? Um, Jesus, the pros and cons. No, they're yes, not into that no, at all. I don't think we should do that. Um... So we had um, we had an email, didn't we? Don't point at me. I'm sorry. I thought got, Gareth um, had the email. Oh, you can't! Don't ever rely which, Gareth to have an which email. Which one is it? Oh yeah. Um, hi there, Frank, Gareth, and gorgeous Emily. That can tighten. It can tighten. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that Tim Vine failed to mention one of the best moments of TV gold when I he was. Say Tim Vine was on the show a couple yes, of weeks. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, he was talking about his appearance on Celebrity Mastermind last week. Guess he must have got sidetracked with all the Elvis stuff. Ian Lavender was a fellow contestant, as Rick Wakeman... As was Rick Wakeman. <laughs> Rick Wakeman. And you were um, president of the <laughs> Christian Union, and that's something of a great preacher in your day. I never said I was a great preacher. How oh, did you not say that? <laughs> no. Sorry. When Mr. Then again, you didn't use the word faltering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was a faltering preacher. No falter at the altar. That's absolutely marvellous. If your name was Walter, that would have been the best joke. <laughs> when Mr. Lavender took the chair, he was asked in the time-honoured tradition, name, and at this point, Rick Wakeman bellowed from off-camera, don't tell them, Pike! Very best good. Very good, Rick Wakeman. Mm. If you did shout that, he actually got the quote wrong, of course. It's just, don't tell him, Pike, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. So, Wakeman. Maybe, maybe he's misquoting Rick Wakeman. You may look good in a cape and a Casio... But you're no good at your quotes. But, well, I think... I That's think from Leighton can... Brown. Oh, okay. That's the name of the person. Leighton. Leighton, isn't it? Leighton, Leighton, maybe Leighton. Leighton. 
Yes, yeah. Leighton. So, um, <laughs> it's funny old world. Leighton, I don't know. Leighton. So, we can top that, can't we? Yeah, oh, we, <gasps> oh we I know a, what you're talking about. We have a lavender anecdote. Oh, we do. Which tops that. We, we? We let, do you not remember it? I sometimes I wonder if you, you don't experience the same things as us. You're there, right? but you don't experience it like we do. You're like Casper mm. the Friendly Ghost, <laughs> but slightly less friendly. <laughs> now, he, um, we, went, we used to go to this local cafe after mm. the radio show, you know, just to uh, chew the fat. Yeah. This was before I was vegetarian. And when I still ate carbs. Yeah, and um, we, went, we went there one day and uh, a man had, had fallen. Yeah. Outside, um, there was a man, a middle-aged man, on his hands and knees outside the cafe, which is always a shocking thing. <laughs> he sort of fell in the prayer position. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was sad to see. And it turned out when we got closer, it was Ian Lavender. Yeah, and a man from the cafe went, "Oh God," and was going to help him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he knew who he was. No, he was, we he was, did. He was and a I fan. went, "We knew immediately." It's Lavender. Yeah, Ian Lavender. I think he, he looked so ill. I said, "Lavender's blue, dilly dilly." <laughs> Lavender's green. <laughs> As he went through the spectrum of illness-related colours. He was I, on the floor for quite a long time. I know. We, I'm, uh, we didn't help him at all, did we? just walk past. No, but it was embarrassing. It was Ian Lavender. And what's awful is, you know when he, his companion, I think it might be his wife, obviously said, no one noticed, love, it's fine. <laughs> yes. You'll be fine. Everyone noticed. And we're uh, still talking about it. When I look back, though, I'm, I am angry with myself that I didn't know he phoned him. Because oh, a photo of Ian Lavender on his knees in the street. It's what you want, <laughs> isn't it? That would look great on our website. <laughs> I wondered if... You know, you hear about these Japanese men that live in the jungle not knowing the war's over. I wonder if a, a German sniper <laughs> woke up on a roof in Soho, <laughs> recognised him from the uh, the Dad's <laughs> Army thing and uh, tried to take him out. <laughs> Is that possible? Very possible. Um, oh, I don't know, but I hope so. In Leighton's defence, as Ian Lavender anecdotes go, <laughs> I think, think that quite a funny bit from Celebrity Mastermind might top Ian Lavender falling over. <gasps> well, we've oh. all got a different sense of humour. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give me Lavender on his knees in the street <laughs> any time. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.